Hey, what's up, everybody? We are back at it again for another episode of Fatherhood Is Dope, the podcast. And man, I'm I'm like just elated to think that you know the the ball is still rolling. We're still getting the ball down the field on getting dad voices to this platform. And so I'm excited that you are joining me again. But what I'm more excited about is that I'm sitting right across from my guy, Brian Sexton. Yo, yo. What's up? What's up, man? Congratulations. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, you know, we have so much that we could talk about. And I'm going to warn you as a listener, I don't know where this is about to go. Hey, that's the best type of episode. Right, right. Because generally you and I, man, we go in in a million different directions. But... We can at least start off with the common foundation. Yep. Which is fatherhood. Yep. So, <clears throat> because, you know, I mean, I know a lot of your story, but man, let's just take a, I want you to just take me back to like the genesis of like the aha moment. I'm about to become a father. Yeah, man. Uh, it would have to be um, 2016. And. We were at the house, and I'm giving you the the original. This is like, mm-hmm. wake up, brush teeth. Yeah. Wife comes, gets ready for work. Hey, I feel like I got butterflies in my stomach. <sighs> well, maybe it's the food we ate from the restaurant. I don't know. We you know we dibble and dabble in different restaurants. So I'm thinking it's. Uh, something that is upsetting her stomach uh and that but then a tiny voice and i don't i don't know where um in terms of where the voice comes from but for whatever reason it was like man what if she's pregnant like what if it's not a stomach ache and um she's expecting i was like "Ah, i couldn't be that couldn't be that because my wife and I um you know you have friends they they plan their pregnancies and that's just something that we didn't do we both love family we both know we want to have children and we were one of the ones where you know take care of business financially and other things and hey if children come they come right Mm -hmm. Uh, so I remember she was saying she had like butterflies in her stomach and you know something's going on and uh the following day um she went and uh got the proper tools and resources to confirm a feeling that she had mm-hmm. um i wake up that morning and as soon as i walk into the the restroom she shares the news that guess what and for some reason i i kind of yeah. now mind you like man this year we'll we're 10 years in wow right? it's our 10 year wedding anniversary uh in may um but back then it's like i know her routine like yeah. I, you know we have all we both have a morning routine and um i just knew something was different that morning when i walked in and she was like guess what and mm-hmm. i was like uh, yeah. What do you like? What? Yeah. It ain't. I, it ain't a promotion. Yeah. Exactly. She's like, we're we're expecting. Wow. And I 
to me, I'm pretty sure most fathers have kind of a similar reaction. It takes a moment, like, to kind of, like, sink in to know you're going to be a father. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Like, I'm going to be a dad. And I take a step, grab my toothbrush, put the toothpaste on. <laughs> and she's looking at me, like, because she's in... She's like, I'm about to be a mom for the first time. Yeah. And we're both in this moment like, did you really just share the news that I thought you just shared? And then we we had to stop and really look at each other and embrace and say, wow, we're about to be parents. Yeah. Um, that was the moment that both of us were able to embrace in said moment of knowing we were going to be parents. Mm-hmm. But for me, it wasn't until I was alone and I start to really cipher through images of fatherhood from uh, my dad um, who, you know, him and my mom, they had just like everybody else, you know, they had their disagreements, et cetera, et cetera. But he still managed to stay um, a part of my life. And then thinking about other fathers that I knew from friends that I had and thinking about how special and it was about to be for me to join those ranks and all the lessons. And at this time, I'm not, I, you know, we, we don't, you don't know the sex of the baby or anything. Mm-hmm. At this time, it's just like your emotions of, are you ready? Are you prepared? Are you scared? And um, thinking about like what's going on in the universe in terms of like pop culture and everything like that. And it's like, wow, like. There's no way you could prepare for the feeling. There's no way I, that whatever talks and people I talk to, and I just have to be in a moment. Just yeah. being, being a moment. But um, that was the first time, man. It was, you know, a lot of people, they have like, you know, they pass out or you, know, you hear these crazy mm-hmm. stories. Of, for us, we were just like, wow, like we're about to be parents. Because it's something that we didn't necessarily plan for. Right. But we, were very open to having children. Mm-hmm. We knew we wanted to have children before we both turned 40, right? That was just a personal thing of ours, just to have children in our 30s. Um, so when I found out that I was going to be a father, I was I was super-duper happy but nervous at the same time. But that's, that's the raw and uncut story of at least how it went down in our household. Well, two things. First of all, if you're listening, then you, I should have, I should have, I could have set this up, man, to say that this is, I, I talk to a lot of folks, bro, <laughs> but I do want you to know that you are like on, in, in my top 10, of like <laughs> chief storytellers. Oh, man. You know, I would even, I may even put you in top five. <laughs> And I mean, this is this is an honor too, because like my mom is in top five, like grandma's in top that, five. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like I know some folks that can tell some stories, bro. Mm-hmm. And every time I talk to talk to you, you do that for me. But you said something interesting, man, that I want to tap on, <clears throat> just around this old parenthood thing um, in general. And you talked about you. Um, and your wife finding out that the baby is on the way, and you said that we we were just in the moment. Yeah. And I think that's just like a footnote for like um, expecting fathers out there, or you know, just even work regardless of where you are in your fatherhood. It's like how can you still just be in the moment? Because when you think about it in context, you know, whether your child is two or whether your child is fifteen, yeah. Unless, and particularly for your oldest, unless. 
um, if they're your oldest, then this is the first time that you've experienced a 15-year-old. Yeah. This is the first time that you've experienced a two-year-old yeah. um, that is under the type of care that they, you know, not like your babysitting, not like your niece, your nephew, or mm-hmm. your godchild. Like, mm-hmm. it's your child. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's actually probably one of the most important things that I figured out as well, mm-hmm. and that was to, like, be in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, there's a, there's a lot of things that, that I want to, that I want to get to with you, but you know, what's, what really strikes me about you and just your position as a father, as a husband, like, or not only are you holding down like full-time responsibilities on, on a job, but like you have really been a leading voice here in Nashville in terms of, um, moving moving the needle with within the uh, creative industry and then really kind of creating a cultural vibe here in the city of Nashville and every time I see you do something new I'm thinking to myself where is this man getting the capacity to do (laughs) these things like I know you like you got a beautiful family you know um and give give me the di- the dynamics, or particularly yeah. give the listeners the dynamic of the family. Man. Yeah, sure. Uh, my oldest, uh, her name is Layla. Uh, she's four now. She turns five next month. Uh, sweet, awesome, creative. She's just uh, one of those little girls that very smart, um, very artistic in the sense of I can take a nap, I wake up. And there's literally notes plastered on myself and on my bed of dresses or something that she's drawn. And, That's dope. You know, it's just, and, and she's really locked into her imagination, which I, I, I love so much. And then my youngest uh, is Lael. She's two. And um, a really fiery spirit in terms of getting, um, achieving her goals. I see it at kind of a young age because... Mm-hmm. She can be really determined when she wants something. She's going to find a way to, you know, and uh, very smart, very active. And she just has so much personality, man. Layla has um, a, a very uh, soft, per- soft-spoken personality. And Lael is, is, Lael is the writer. She's the one who's like, hey, you know, we can do this. Yeah. You know, uh, and so they balance each other out perfectly in a sense to where, I am very, very intentional about making sure that they know that that sisterhood that they have cannot and should not be broken. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife. Yeah, I was um, about to say you got yeah, no, to get to the You got to get to the queen of the yeah, house because I'm bringing I'll, you back I'll, around I'll, to something. Oh, look, I, I had to save <laughs> the best for last, right? So, uh, my wife, um, she's done an exceptional job at at. She keeps, in terms of the dynamics, she keeps us all human. Mm-hmm. Because as a creative, there's this visionary part of my brain where I, I go off in a, in a, a virtual vortex of, of ideas and figuring out what ideas work and which ideas don't work. Let and me then, let me throw this out there yeah. that I've been I've been caught up in your vortex too. <laughs> Like that perfect word, man. It is perfect word. It is. It is. It, it, it's some, it's some good times. It's yeah. bad. It could be a gift or a curse, yeah. right? Uh, but she's been instrumental in helping me focus on the good of that vortex and making sure I stay human. Mm-hmm. Hey, 
There's Groceries. this thing called birthdays. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yeah. you gotta eat. Yeah. Hey, I know you're giving. I know you want to do this for the community, but you a part of that you have to think of yourself. And so she keeps me human in a sense of the the example I want to set for my two girls uh, from a legacy standpoint that um, it's very intentional and it's it's free thinking, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah, that's the my my wife. Uh, Francis, she's we. It'll be ten years this May. Congratulations! Uh, thank you. And then uh, my oldest is Layla. She's she's turning five. Um, and then my youngest, Layel, and and that that makes up our our nucleus. And I think um, you know I wasn't one of the ones where I had to have like, man, you gonna get you a boy? Or you gonna... I just wanted a healthy family. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's really something to be said about a father-daughter relationship because it it really does make uh, men who have daughters, it makes men wise in a sense that you are now ever so careful Mm -hmm. to set the right examples around your children, whether it be like, you know, male or female, but especially with female, uh, having two little girls that are going to grow up to be beautiful young women one day. Um, you have to consistently pour into them and, 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 and check yourself in the midst of discussions with, you know, mommy, daddy discussions, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's, there's this constant self-reflection that you learn. You don't get this. This is a come automatically, but you evolve into, I think that you develop a sensitivity to how you communicate, how you act, what you you know, what do you, because those are the things that she's going to remember and she's going to compare when, when she gets of age and she starts, you know, interacting with people, whether it be for dating, business relationships, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, let me, let me say this, that the one of the reasons that I'm glad we're having this conversation is for points just like that, mm-hmm. because, you know, this, this is not always easy to admit for, for some dads in particular Mm -hmm. because i'm going back to this point that you started at and drove us to with this whole concept of you said you you wasn't that guy that wanted to have like i didn't have to have a son or a daughter specifically i wanted a healthy family yeah but i mean i think about the reality that that one that i dealt with and that i know my friends have dealt with because they've told me Mm -hmm. and they called me about it like man how did you feel when you found out you was going to have a girl yeah and I had to be real with them. Yeah. And my initial reaction, I can say this because me and my wife, we, you know, yeah. we we're here For in sure. this moment now. Yep. But in that moment, um, I think the word that I would des- describe, I, the the nice word would be, an easy word I should say would be disappointed. Mm, yeah. My initial reaction. Yeah. I was not prepared, and I realize now. Granted, my response was unfair. It yeah. was unwarranted, but. You know, when there's a lot of things that come along with parenthood and with fatherhood that, you know, we don't we don't always have conversations about. Yeah. And so just as a guy, I'm thinking, yeah, if I have a kid, my first kid, surely I'm going to have a son. Right. Yeah, right. Because because I get the control. Right. What I have. But, um, you know, after about a day and a half of like literally disappointment, like my wife and I really talked about it. And I just realized, one, I was being selfish and two. Like, hold on, what what are the priorities here? And what is this rooted in? 
and I think for me it was yeah. it was actually like rooted in like I'm, I'm gonna say this I feel like it was rooted in pride man yeah like this idea that a man like as a man you have to have a son yeah and so the things that you just laid out about your daughters um helping you grow in like wisdom and this just this this balance that you strike with them mm-hmm. I mean clearly I wouldn't have it any other way because had I not had my daughter um I don't know if I would have even reached this point because my daughter um, journey is literally the inspiration for this yeah. whole fatherhood is yeah. dope movement or concept or idea. So I'm glad that you took us down that path yeah. and put that out there because a lot of dudes, a lot of dads to be, they need to hear this because I always talk to people about managing your expectations. Yeah. And honestly, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of moving pieces that come along with preparing for parenthood. Yeah. And a lot of folks, you know, if you don't have the right conversations, you may not know how to manage your expectations. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of put a pin yeah. in that because, sure. man, um, just even in the like recent months, I've had at least four of my close friends call me and they're having daughters. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> the so, first the first thing um, I remember being in the um the, the, the room when you, you uh-huh. ultrasound yeah the same room yeah, the, right. the devastation room is what i is what i originally called it man i you know for me it was again it you know i just i wanted just a healthy child yeah. you know just my selfish uh purpose it, it just like yo god just give me a healthy healthy baby mm-hmm. and i figured everything else out with your help and Layla was sitting on her hands inside, inside of the womb. Yeah, inside of the womb. Wow. So um, initially, I'm thinking, uh, "Yep, it's a guy. It's a guy." <laughs> and then the uh, nurse was like, "And I and one thing I've done, and you probably shouldn't do it, uh, but I recorded all of this, like all of this footage." Yeah. I have everything on like my Google Drive. Wow. So one day she's gonna be able to see these yeah, experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's sitting on her hands and I'm like, oh, we might be in the game. Yeah. And uh, the nurse is like, uh, nope, that's that's a hand because she moved the stomach uh-huh. a little bit. And then and I was like, uh, not a hand. <laughs> so I think we're going down the other way. And she confirmed, you you have a baby girl. And hold on, pause. Did she warn you? <laughs> You know, she she kind of set me up. She kind of set me up. She, okay. uh, I mean, she was sweet, man. She's young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. There was no warning. There yeah. was. We were just both locked in, looking. The room was dark. Hold on, hold on, dense. guys. Pay attention to that. There is no warning. <laughs> There's no warning. And that's what caught me. That's that's the yeah. thing, bro. I was ready to swing in that room. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she was nice, sweet, yeah, all that stuff yeah, too, yeah, taking yeah. care of my wife. Yeah. And man, she took that little uh, the little one, the little one, little, little, yeah, little yeah, gel, yeah, yeah. and with like two swipes, she was like, "Oh, it's a girl." Yeah. <laughs> hold hold, hold yeah, on, man. <laughs> hold I, on. I, I I'm ready to box. I was like, "Oh, okay, I see what time it is." Yeah. The first, I'm gonna tell you, the first image that came into my mind, and this is probably bad, but it is what it is. The first image that came into my mind was Martin Lawrence and Will Smith at the front door uh, checking that yeah. kid. How old like, are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I went there immediately. Bad boys. I, as soon as she said that, I just wanted to protect them all. Yeah. Like, that's this. Okay, let's go. Uh-huh. Like, 
And I and I'm looking back on it now. I was like, man, that's so funny because um, at that point, at that very point, it goes back to kind of what I shared earlier about having a daughter making you a wiser man. Mm-hmm. Now, now you're ever ever uh, conscious of of your actions and and things you do around them and how you make them feel. Um, it's it's a gift, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest with you. Um, my selfish moment, you shared your selfish moment, my selfish moment for me came in after Layla was born, how to be a better helpmate to my wife, mm-hmm. right? Because never been married, never had kids, breastfeeding and, you know, you're doing a million and one things, mm-hmm. um, you know, you it's a struggle to figure out your groove and what to say. And it's this thing called postpartum depression. And what's that? And, mm-hmm. you know, my wife, she didn't experience that, but that's something that is ever present, yeah. of course, when you go through these experiences. So figuring out how to be the man that I needed to be, not only for my wife, but for Layla as she got older, that. People think that's a, a overnight course. Yeah, that's really like a four-year doctor yeah, doctoral degree yeah, yeah, program. Yeah, I, w- I want I wanted to throw <laughs> you know? that out there. That it's, it's many levels. It's levels, yeah. man. It's it's like a four-year degree because like you're you're unraveling things that you've been holding on for all of your life in terms of what you know and how you communicate and. Um, it's a process. And so I sat with my uncle back in Chicago and he was like, how's it going? What's going on with the family? Blah, 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 blah. And he's been married like 50 plus years. So I was mm-hmm. like, so what are the three things that you can share with me in this moment? My first child and my wife who's, you know, she's re- readjusting, trying to get back, you know, um, mentally, and and uh, he was like, three things, communication, compromise, and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Like, I guarantee you through this child. You communication, raising, compromise, and forgiveness. Communication, compromise, and forgiveness. And he was like, those three things, you're going to either A, keep your foot in your mouth in one of those three categories. Yeah. And you're going to have to be willing to pull your foot out mm-hmm. and own, take ownership. Or B... You could be conscious of those three things and regard because with said family now, there's going to be additional pressures. There are going to be things that trigger you and your wife and into some conversations or arguments and things in places that you didn't when you when you when it's done, you're both asking yourself, how do we get here? Um, but it, it becomes this this uh, this thing of being conscious of at least those three things. So when those things happen, because now you're losing sleep, mm-hmm. right? You know, baby's up, you gotta go to work the next morning, the help is gone. Yep. Maybe mom came in for like two, three weeks more. We were grateful. My mother-in-law, she's amazing. She came, stayed, helped. Grandma came, stayed, helped. Uh, so we, we had help from that standpoint um, because all our families are back in the Midwest. Um, but to the point, Starting from there, communication, compromise, and forgiveness, and backing out 
regardless of whatever went down, whatever conversation took place, really helped us to kind of grow and find our groove and communicate, even up to the point to where now Layla, she is ever, she's paying attention to what we're saying, mm-hmm. what we're doing. Um, you know, it becomes important in that in that realm of, of, of play, right? In that realm of, of, of instances and things that happen and transpire. So that's what he shared with me. That's where I continue to work from to this day. Um, even with Layla, uh, I see a lot of, I think the best thing, I see a lot of um, spiritual, spiritual comparisons mm-hmm. um, because as a parent, Sometimes Layla will, just like kids, do things, say things, blase skip, blase skip. Sometimes it's called for her to go into a corner. Sometimes it's called for her to like, hey, your mom has to discipline you, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I often think, and not to go like too deep down the spiritual path, but I, as a father, up to this point, even with my second child coming into the picture, um, the same like mercies it's funny. This is crazy. Like the same like mercies that we uh, we seek from God when we are in certain situations. As a father, you find yourself in position to grant those same mercies to yep. your children. Yep. And then the beautiful part about that, it starts to resonate with them in a way where they start to sh- basically share those same mercies with their friend. Yeah. And I know I, I see it with her little baby sister and it's like wow like you as a father like you really do have a part in the narrative about hate love like how all that is spread and it all starts with how like it man hey listen macbook knocked on the floor boom yeah my first instinct go get the rule yeah yeah Wait, 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 wait. I've knocked some things down. Yeah. And God has given me and granted me mercies yeah. in certain places and yeah. spaces. So it's like, wait, let's adjust those expectations and let's go back into this another way and really figure out how to share that same mercy and grace with my children so they know the difference. The only time I really discipline my children, um, is when it's life threatening. Yeah. Right? Like I don't spank my children. Yeah. I try to like give them the look. Like, yeah. You know, play with the eyeball. <laughs> like you've disappointed me. Yeah. And, like do something weird with my eyes yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like you know, fake cry, whatever. Like and their mom is the disciplinarian. Because uh-huh. right? I, I heard you pass them off to her a second yeah, ago. Yeah, their mom is the disciplinarian. Cause I, I don't ever want it I I may like spank like a leg mm-hmm. or a hand, but I don't ever want it to think for one second, Layla or Lael, whoever they end up dating that, it's cool yeah. to, to have some receive man, that type of aggression from that's a man. That's not happening yeah. over here. Yeah. And I, I grew up in the era, and I, me being a, a young man, you, and you, you can attest to this, mm-hmm. we grew up in the era of like switches. Oh, yeah. Man, right? Everything. Uh, so just kind of back to my, the point is, yeah, she does the disciplinarian stuff. I try to do the psychological mm-hmm. discipline, you know, and it it works for us. Mm-hmm. It works for us because um, she could do something that she wasn't supposed to be doing. They can do something, and they know. Like Fran will say, "Okay, you know, line up, 
Yeah. You know, because it's something serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With me, oftentimes, I can say, just, you really disappointed me. And you see the quivering of yeah. the lip. Yeah. And it, it becomes this thing where, I'm trying not to cry because yeah, I yeah, see yeah, how yeah, much yeah, she yeah. doesn't want to disappoint me. But that's solid. That's and, solid. Um, so it's sometimes it works. That's solid to have that type of impact on your daughters, man. You you said something there. You were talking about particularly like uh, just extending the mercy. Yeah. And I could not let that go by no, without, for sure. without saying that, man. It reminds me that, especially for those who are believers, like if we're made in the image of God, God is like the ultimate father, right? And you have this... Um, it's like, what better example to have on your position as a father than the ultimate father? And so you talk about your what you to be, believe to be your heavenly father standing mercy to you. Then if this is the example that's coming from the ultimate image yep. of a father, mm-hmm. then we're always in, in the right when we are exercising those same principles or practices sure. unto our, our children, man. And so... Without getting too deep, I just wanted to kind of, kind of tap on that man because I also, I mean, you, listen, I'm, I'm really, I'm letting you go, man, because like I know you, you at your <laughs> best, you at your best when you just go, man. And, and the thing is, what's so unique is that I'm really hoping that you know, particularly for my dads listening, man, that they can extract from a lot of the wisdom and jewels that you're just dropping within, like the context of your story or how your description of your interactions with your daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, because that position of fatherhood, man, I mean, it is, it is so crucial and I appreciate how you are, mm-hmm. how you are walking yours out. Mm-hmm. I can't let you go without uh, getting back to something that I started earlier. And that's really about this, what I believe to be a, I believe you to be a culture creator mm-hmm. and Right now in the city of Nashville, who knows uh, what um, the vision is or what your bandwidth is going to be to to expand beyond that. But I know about several of the things that you have going on. Mm-hmm. And one of, the re- one of the reasons that I'm bringing this up is because I know a lot of dads, like, we become fathers. And then we, have, we take on the, the man who answered the call to fatherhood. You take on this position of I got to protect provide i gotta protect Mm -hmm. and i gotta i gotta guide i gotta lead right Mm -hmm. but then you know i feel like you know a lot of times we hear this part of the conversation with moms but i feel like a lot of dads also have dreams goals Mm -hmm. aspirations and visions Mm -hmm. and it's like well how do you balance the two of those and with all of the things that i've seen you like have your hand on Mm -hmm. in a major way in the city like i mean your impact in my opinion is is really upon the arts and creative community in Nashville. How have you been able to like, you know, leverage your dreams, your goals, and your mm-hmm. visions without forsaking your rightful position as father too? Man, effective communication. Um, on which part? With who? Well, with the wife. Yeah, that's that's man, that started. Friend, that's number it starts one right there. Like, and it it is. Uh, it's been. We we got a good good Steph Curry groove right now. Yeah. You know, when Steph hit is in that zone and because but it took a while to get there because finding the tools and technologies to help us communicate, something as simple as like a Google calendar. Yeah. 
and sharing invites and uh hold on let's 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 pause yeah let's let's break down the calendar just a little bit because teresa now we also employ the calendar that's how (laughs) i'm here right now talking to you it's on the calendar (laughs) yep that is a uh man that is a blessing uh a mentor of mine who's been married for several years said man why don't you you know because what happened is again you know Fran, she's doing, man, she's phenomenal in terms of her hustle and uh, her workspace. And, and she's worked really hard to get to where she's at with, within her career. So there's a lot going on over there. And then what, what I'm doing, you know, being trying to um, enhance the level of economic development activity for our creative economy here and, you know, connecting artists to jobs and resources and opportunities, et cetera, et cetera keeping up with the likes of, of, of individuals like you, staying connected you. to positive people. And then the children, their needs. So a lot can get lost in communication. And one way we've been able to effectively communicate kind of our activities is just simply throwing, throwing those things on a Google calendar or whatever calendar app you use. And it has been amazing, in my opinion, because sometimes you forget to mention things mm-hmm. and, to, and, and it, sometimes it, you forget to put stuff on the calendar. Yeah. But she's been able to use it to keep me human, yeah. in my opinion, with things that I need to be at and need to be connected to. So mm-hmm. there's some level of balance. And I've been able to put things on the calendar um, so that we can schedule around activities so I don't lose a beat in the community and I'm able to be there for my kids. Let me say this too, because mm-hmm. as you're talking, I'm realizing the other thing that the calendar does, particularly with, you know, you got your wife who is thriving in her career, you're thriving in your career, and, and you know, we're talking about dreams, mm-hmm. goals, yeah, aspirations, sure. right, with your family as well. Yep. What I realized, what the, calendar do, what the calendar has done for us is that it's taken um, a lot of, <laughs> Teresa would wish it would take more, but it's taken a lot of the technical talk yes, out yes, of our family time. Yes, right. Yes. So every time we're together, we can't yeah. be talking about this project, that project, this vision, yep. that vision, this event. Yep. And granted, like you still do have to talk about those things, but yep. when it's on a calendar, I think what happens is that your conversation is able to be a little bit more succinct. Yes, you can talk about the issue. You can readjust it on a calendar. On the calendar, let that be that. Yes. Get away from it. And then, you know, yes. you get to have the dinner and just talk yes. to each other. Or for us, sometimes we want to have dinner in front of the TV, right? Yes. Without whatever we want to yep. do for our personal time, yep. we don't have to allow all of the activities yeah. to dominate yeah. the home the home time. Yes. And so, yeah. Yeah. So that, that man, that's just it, man. It, that has been a blessing for us on the technical. Mm-hmm. So to so give listeners... A tool, I'll, you know, I, and it will, it's going to seem kind of odd or awkward or whatever like that. But trust me, it saves remember, communication, compromise, forgiveness. Yeah. You're going to spend your time as a father, as a husband, doing one of those three things. And communication is a big piece of that. So it, 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 it's effective at helping us to communicate our activities to each other without forgetting anything. Now, on the conscious tip, the conscious tip, I feel like I'm fortunate enough to be in the space that I'm in within a creative economy to where I can place my kids in that space with me, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like I'm going into an office and it's, we're doing taxes or whatever like that. The 
spaces that I'm building community in and connecting artists to happen to be places of visual art, music, everything that I want my kids to encompass and grow with. So I have a slight uh, advantage in that respect because when we have our programs at the Hutton and I know Layla is responsible enough to not get in the way, you know, knock things over or whatever like that, yep. you know, she's been able to come sit and be a sponge and listen to the other musicians, soak it all in at such a young age. So the point of that is to your question on the technology piece, definitely incorporating some sort of calendar to help with communication with your significant other. But then also the, the conscious part is what I try to do is involve my kids in what I'm doing yeah. in creative stay. And that way it all flows because I'm still, cause to them, they don't care about mm -hmm. money. They don't care about creative. They care about time. And there's so much good that I've seen come from Layla taking her to the studios with me and allowing her to just be a sponge and interact with some of the artists that I trust, you know, and that whole thing. And then, recording it and, and she's looking back at herself and you see her confidence levels rise yeah right and you see these different things and that's so incredibly important so um it has a tool in terms of if you are your person you have a lot going on and you want to stay true to your commitments with your family your the significant other definitely incorporate that calendar and you two put things on it that way you can plan for conversation plan for set activity and it makes that part much easier to deal with in mm -hmm. terms of planning for certain things. And then in terms of your children, just incorporating yeah. it into what you're doing. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that back because I was going to put a pen in. I'm like, I don't want to insult my listeners, but yo, I yeah, just yeah. want to make sure that, that for my guys, for my dads and moms who are listening to, to this, I mean, that's a, that's a real nugget right there. Like a lot of times we always trying to do stuff. Uh, exclusively, yeah. exclusive of mm -hmm. like the family unit, and sometimes that's mm -hmm. necessary, right? Yeah. But yeah. where there is room to incorporate them Absolutely. in the vision, to bring the Absolutely. wife along, yep. it doesn't mean domination because no. you know I realize sometimes when you include them in there, it's not that they want they don't want to sign the checks. It's and, easier, man, and, and you know do this. It's like, hey, am I invited into yeah. the space to? It just helps <sighs> with help me. I can under like for us. She is on the opposite end of what I do, yeah. right? And unless we intentionally communicate that in terms of what's going on in our worlds, things can get lost in communication. Mm -hmm. So when you create those spaces for whether it be your spouse or your children to interact in the spaces that you're creating, ah, okay, now, I get it. Okay, yeah. now, now I know why it's so important to make this appointment or that appointment and okay. That part is the part that people do not do well. Yeah. And then it becomes this thing of, well, what you're trying to do is more important than what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And then the, the child is watching all of this. Yeah. Um, and so it's just incorporating them into certain spaces and places that, that and vice versa. It go, goes both ends, but as a father, I find it way, way more effective to incorporate my daughters into the activities that, that I have uh, going on. 
All right, so listen, we got like two minutes left. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, what I would appreciate you doing, man, is just sharing uh, what your vision is for um, for fatherhood, particularly like for your individual fatherhood with your daughters. Yeah. Like moving forward. Yeah, man. For her to understand that she has the power, regardless what po- politics is going on around her, people that are around her God has given her the skill set tools and everything necessary to create the visions that she sees and wants to set forth in the world um and you know embodying that spirit into my daughters for me is top priority and and it starts with a place of love so I try to love the heaven out of them like overly to the point to where some people are like, man, you're going to end up a helicopter parent. And I'm like, nah, not really. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's with girls, you know, they need so much. Um, you should make sure that they're providing a, a, a level of, of confidence and, and instruction and that you're setting a proper example. Um, communicating with your spouse, you know, how you communicate in front of them is super important. That's something that uh, Fran and I have continued to work uh, on in, in that manner. Um, and so that's, you know, in terms of what I want to leave with them is knowing what what real love is and what love looks like and how, love's, how love should feel. And also this whole notion that um, your creativity just isn't limited to, you know, the arts, or just this one thing, just the music, but create creativity is to use the, the the gifts and tools that God is giving you to create something special that will will have a, a awesome impact on your community. Uh, create creativity, you know, is a premium, but it's something that I feel like more so Nashville doesn't really place high value on. Um, and I want I want her to know that as a young creative, you don't have to be boxed into necessarily one thing. Like sky really is the limit if if you're creative about keeping the right people around you, having the right people in the right seats, and having the right intentions. Um, so to your question, definitely just knowing what real love is with start that starts at home, and knowing that she has the creative powers to set forth those visions in her mind. Never lose sight of the, like, she's five now. When she turns 15, 25, 30, 40, 50, I never want her to lose sight of the five-year-old, right? My youngest, I, I, I just, I never want them to lose sight of the, ch- the type of child they are, children they are right now, because, in a sense, they're fearless. Mm-hmm. Like Nina Simone once said, you know, children, when they're young, they're fearless. And that's when you're at your most powerful state as a human. And at some point we grow up and we become adults and we lose that sense of being fearless. And we think we have to be attached to this job, this cubicle, this thing for so many years. And we just lose our sense of God-given creativity, you know, and and as a parent, as a father, yeah, she's going to know some karate. Yeah, she's gonna learn a little bit about coding because yeah. that's what you know. 
yeah, she's going to know something about the arts. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, over all of that, I, I want to keep her young at heart and, yeah. at, and, at, and at spirit and at mind because it's those individuals that are fearless that are changing our world. And it's only because they still, they're still connected with the seven-year-old, six-year-old, five-year-old that's, that's there telling them that they can do it, yeah. you know, regardless of what anybody says. Man. All right, so if you listening then, and, and dads in particular, listen, if you don't have a vision for your fatherhood or for your child, just just rewind this part. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen to true. Brian's vision <laughs> and get you a vision for your family, man. You know, without vision, people perish. They are lost. So make sure That's that right. you have you a vision for your 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 position, your lifelong position of fatherhood and for your children as well. And thank you so much for providing this platform. I think this is this is incredible. I never could not I've never would have imagined both of us sitting up here yeah. talking about fatherhood. I know. And it's, it's crazy. And it's so it's so needed. Yeah. And so what you're doing, man, you're literally at this moment with this podcast, mm -hmm. you're shifting culture. Yeah. Like you're impacting generations to come. Man. My daughter, yeah. when she gets of age, yeah. she's going to be able to access this. Yeah, man. And whether I'm here mm -hmm. or I'm gone mm -hmm. into space somewhere, mm -hmm. she's going to have these words to encourage her yep. and hold on to. So... Man, I'm excited See? about this. Listen, this is more than a podcast <laughs> for me, man. I'm trying to change listen, the, 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 the narrative of fatherhood yeah. and really just, man, make sure that we continue to elevate the voices of dads. You know, fatherhood is dope. It's about doing our part every day. That's right. And as many dads, and it looks different, you know, because some, some dads are single, some are divorced, yep. divorced. Yep. some are present in the home, you know, some have to father through the means of child support. And I see yes. you on the weekends too. Yes. None of that, those elements, they don't matter to me because it doesn't make you any less of a father, particularly if you have answered if you've accepted the full responsibility of where you are within that fatherhood yeah. and you hadn't abandoned your child. Man, I have a, a brother of mine, and I, I'm not going to say any names, mm -hmm. um, but just like other fathers going through their ups and downs, man, he makes me so incredibly proud mm -hmm. of how he consistently shows up for his child yeah. and knowing some of the things that are going on that he has to deal with he makes room for no excuses and it makes me have very little patience for those that I know that aren't going through half of what he's going through, mm -hmm. but they're not there for their children in a sense. And um, those are the type of people I want to surround myself with. And those are the type of people that's going to be that's on right. Fatherhood is Dope, the podcast. That's We're right. doing our part every day. Be Tell them where they can find you online. Or Absolutely. Uh, you can find me at Creatives Day, C-R-E-A-T-I-B-E-S-D-A-Y, um, across Facebook, across Twitter, across Instagram, Creatives Day, at Creatives Day. Uh, you can also go online, find us www.creativesday.org. Appreciate you being here. Mm -hmm. Man, I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, for sure. All right, so you've been listening to Fatherhood is Dope, the podcast. I am your host, 
Aaron McGee. Man, if you enjoyed this conversation with Brian and I and you've been listening to the podcast, make sure that you share this content with other folks who need to hear this information. And I know I got some ladies listening to this podcast. I'm telling you all, you all have been the information gatekeepers for generations. <laughs> Don't stop doing your job now. Right. Do, do like my wife and my mom does. Share this information share, 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 with a share. guy in your life, a yep. man in your life who needs to hear it. I'm telling you, these are going to be uh, life-changing conversations. We are to uh, promote and encourage fatherhood at its most excellent, highest uh, position, right? All right. So check us out at Fatherhood is Dope on IG, Facebook, Instagram, and come back. Subscribe wherever podcasts are available. It's been real. Fatherhood is Dope, the podcast. Peace. Thank you.